Welcome to the Afterwatch with Lavar and Phil. Welcome back to another episode of the Afterwatch, the podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows. That full spoiler conversation you have after you watch something you love or hate. I'm Phil. You may call me Lavar. Nice. And we're here to rock the world. To actually, well, we're really going to be talking about a movie that came out in 2018. Um, kind of an Eastern epic type movie. It's called uh, Shadow. Also called Ying. Yes, that's the original title. It came out in 2018. It's directed by uh, Zhang Yimao. Uh, he is the director who directed Hero and also House of Flying Daggers. Those are kind of his claims to fame. And um, yeah, it's a martial arts uh, hero epic uh, movie. Showed up on Netflix. It, it actually was in TIFF, wasn't it? It was, it was at the um, Bell Lightbox Theater. Okay. The so pre- I go to that website off, every so often to see what's there, see if I can try and catch a movie there. Cause yes. I've never been to there to watch actually watch a movie um and i saw it saw the trailer of it i said yo this looks cool i told you about it you said it looked cool and yeah. i was gonna buy it but i couldn't find it and then it popped up on netflix yeah and i'm like sweet well praise the lord for netflix <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but um so shadow is about a commander who finds a duplicate of himself uh, someone who looks just like him and ask that person to replace him in the court of the king. Um, all part of a, all part of his kind of big scheme to take back a city that was once lost. Right. Right. And it's very, like, kind of like a complicated, like, a three war, war, like three armies fighting against each other. And then they're trying to basically take hold of a chair city for the three countries, basically. Yeah. Um, but one is in charge of it and, um, the weaker country, Basically, the one with the commander who's been injured. Yeah. Um, um, he has a plan to try to take back that city. Yeah. Right. And that's with his, uh, clone, his, uh, not clone, but his, uh, his duplicate, shadow, his, his, his duplicate, which is his shadow, pretty much. Right, right, right. Um, somebody that he has been trained up to, um, to, um, man, replicate him in terms of, being in the court to fight battles for him, to lead armies and stuff like that for him in his stead, yeah. just to show that their military power hasn't gone down at all. Um, his name actually was like, uh, uh, Jing Zhao, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's the city that they want to take back. They want to take back Jing City. I think to make it easier for us to even tell you about the story, we'll refer to them more or less along their titles. So you have the king, right? Um, you have the real commander, right? And you have the false commander, who is the shadow, right? Um, and then you have the king's sister, who's pretty important. Yes. And you have the commander's wife, Madame. the commander's wife, Mad- Madam, Madam. Yes. Yeah. So that's to kind of keep things straight, straight. Hopefully, yes, because it is because it is an epic and it has kind of a complicated story, which I like about this. Yeah. And I think they do a really good job of showing. You know, this just this very intri- like intriguing type story. Yeah, you know, just in in general. Let, let's start from like the the surface before we get deep. So, for instance, for uh, visually, the aesthetic. Yeah, visually, the movie looks great. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's in all black and white and grays, with the exception of people's uh, skin color and blood. And there, there's also, I think it was a filter they used for the film. There are also yeah. some like foliage, like you can see some green and stuff come through as okay. well too when you watch it. But everything is kind of desaturated yeah. to being black and white, yeah. like, except for the skin tones and blood yeah. and stuff like that in general. Which I thought looked it's, it's so eerie and dark, but so beautiful in a at the same time. It's intriguing because you're going to have to light for that as well too. Yeah. Like if you're using all gray, gray, like grayscale, yeah. you have to light so that everything looks distinct from one another. Yeah. So even the lighting had to be on point. So it's very reminiscent of, you know, black and white movies from back in the day because you actually had to light them well so everything could, like, be clearly seen. You I wonder know? why they didn't just go for pure black and white. Why even have skin color pop up? Well, you know what I think is, I think it was something that 
was a signal of like actually how desperate the kingdom was mm, okay. right like initially when you're introduced to the king it is a dark time it is a dreary time in general yeah like there's a lot of rain there's a lot yes. of like there's a lot of rain it's it's not like it's ever sunny yeah at all throughout the no, whole movie no. right so it's kind of like a version of like from you know um stranger things like the upside down yeah right like it's kind of like that sort of world that they're trying to portray in yeah. general um and also i thought it's just fitting because like the movie's called shadow yeah. right yeah so true. it's just showing kind of like the darkness of the time even the darkness of people's intention everything is just like yeah, that's actually a good point that yeah it's, even it's people's just, intentions aren't truthful right i can't think of all the major characters maybe except for madam all right. the characters intentions either dark at the beginning or got dark at the end right and even just like if you like the whole movie starts with saying okay well Madam has to make like a choice, right? And really, it, it's all like it, it kind of opens up. It's not a spoiler. It opens up with her like at a door, ready to either knock at it to open it up, and and basically she's takes a, a brief moment to pause, and then it goes into a flashback, establishing what has happened, like the stable self of the world, like what what's going on. Yeah, like that the commander's injured. He's training up the false commander. And, um, they're trying to fool the king to show that this commander is like the, fa- the false commander is the real commander. And, um, they're trying to instigate a battle at Jing City, which would threaten the peace and the kingdom, which the king doesn't want. Yeah. Right. So, um, just even that alone is interesting. And like going back to aesthetic is just really beautifully shot just in general. The, just even half an hour watching this film, it's like I want to own this yeah. because this is this is actually true, like art yeah. that that we're we're seeing here. Um, and normally, like when you watch movies, you think like, oh, it's the vividness of the colors that makes it beautiful and appealing. But actually, just Not the really. restraint yeah. that was shown and just actually keeping everything in basically monotone, yeah, you know, but still maintains its beauty. Yeah, yeah, it's is 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 great that way i was taken aback just right out the beginning because of that and just even the shot selection and just yeah. like the use of sometimes slow motion and so the use of wire work as well too that's the thing too the wire work in this and maybe it's because i haven't seen a lot of movies between this and hero right. in this genre the martial arts hero in ancient china type of genre movies um the wire work is a lot better yeah and it, used sparingly it, exactly Slow motion is not there a lot. Yeah, only can, a couple I can, times. I can yeah. count them on one hand. But when they do use it, it, looks, it is it looks good, fantastic. Like, how do they do this? Yeah, because the particular move that um, the false commander is is using because he's challenged to a one on one battle with um, the king's enemies. Right. All right. And so he's training to defeat him because the original commander faced him, got like pretty much a death blow, and he's dying slowly because of that death blow. And so, and no one can ever defeat, um, that individual, that warrior. And so, they're training up the false commander to, def- to defend himself and defeat him and what have you. And so, they learn this special move using umbrellas. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they, how are they doing this? Yeah. How are they able to, it, it goes, it goes through the aerial shot. She's looking face down and they're doing some kind of bend and twist, but it's done so smoothly. Um, it doesn't seem fake. It doesn't seem funny. It seems quite natural in comparison to like, other movies of this genre where right. I've seen it like uh, you could tell it's fake or it's it's um too slow sometimes right I'll use, I'll use Hero as a comparison because the same director right and Hero came out like a decade earlier and similar things where Shadow is grayscale Hero is vivid colors vivid colors yeah very beautiful movie as well and I love that movie a lot actually mm-hmm. but in the comparison they had uh, you know, people floating in the sky, long yeah. jumps. It didn't seem all that natural sometimes. Mind you, the moves in Shadow aren't that natural either, but it, it was during a time where these certain martial arts films, everyone's jumping in slow motion. Yeah. Everyone's, and it's, after a while... It's matched, it's matched to the aesthetic. It's supposed to be I, sort of mythology. I, I get sense. it, but it was a lot of movies doing that. Right. That's the thing. And it got a little bit annoying after a while. Heroes the exception. Shadow, a little bit of the verse. Same type of wire work, but no long jumps, no long, no one's floating through the air, nothing like that. It's, it's, 
it's very graceful yeah. the move um more natural uh, i find within the context of the movie and wasn't as distracting in my opinion right. so the movements the special effects worked very well especially since the person playing the commander and the false commander is the same person yeah and when you look at them you you wouldn't tell immediately right you can't tell immediately cuz one is is older skinnier hunched over has facial hair the other one's buffed up and looks well um but if if he's ever seen captain america right the first captain america yeah you you know how they uh use uh, cgi to make uh chris evans look super skinny right 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 and then he was actually buffed so i think the same technology probably used here but a lot better in my opinion here right and so having the actor uh chow dang i believe his name is who played both characters i thought he did an incredible job showing the distinction between the two people yeah those like he's playing a double of himself but they're completely different in attitude and tone how they carry themselves how they talk everything about them was completely different even though it was the same actor doing it in the same scene interacting with one another yeah i thought yo this guy's a great actor right here yeah no a great it, performance yeah no it's really just really good in in general that way and just even acting wise, I thought it was just, just strong, just really strong in in general. Like just watching, watching that movie, um, seeing, like the standout for me was I really liked the king a lot. Actually, I, f- I found him annoying, but <laughs> no, but I thought he, I thought he was like he did well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even that he did well. Like you think that he is a buffoon. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, like it, it's it's really interesting that like he his character like was portrayed as basically and somebody who's entitled who's a buffoon and a but actually somebody who's actually really really shrewd you know and this is the issue i have with the movie okay is that he was shrewd but we don't see any indication of that till afterwards no you see it you see it throughout the movie yeah i, I, I think even from the i think even from the very the very beginning like even his testing of the commander like even him Want it like wanting him to play, wanting him to play. That that's from the very first. That's from the very first sequence. It, it looks like more like paranoia to me. Yeah, well, but that's a well. That was that's, just the act. Yeah. That's 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 the act, and that's that's part of it as well yeah. too. Like even he says it. Like, hey man, like I'm sitting on the. Th- it's not an accident. I'm sitting here. Yeah, you know, like the, yeah. there's a there's a reason why I'm I'm still here. Yeah, you know. So like I found that very interesting and a, an interesting um dynamic as well too that. And an interesting dimension to bring in right off the bat, where the king's actually a little bit distrusting, like yes. right, like right off, off the, the bat. bat, exactly. You know, so like this is not just like oh, oh, I hate the king and I'm gonna get close to him and then take over. But it's like no, there is actually, um, there's deception afoot. You know, within the kingdom, the king is kind of suspicious of it. Really, the 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 commander he has an honorable cause. He wants to take back the city for his pride and stuff like that. But also, it's revealed later on that no, he he wants glory for himself as well too, which is uh quite like a uh, an interesting, interesting thing. Like, what did you think like the theme, like for the for this movie was pride rots the soul. Yeah, I think that's one aspect of it because in the movie, the real commander sustained a wound right that hasn't fully healed right, and his duplicate. Also has to have the same moon in order to to fool everybody, right? And and it's it's a physical representation of a the pride of the of the original commander, right? He lost that battle that gave him that wound, right? And so that's that's rotting at him. His soul's rotting because of pride. Mm-hmm. Jing City, the city that the kingdom trying to get back or wants back, it's a it's um it's a stink. In the history of the commander, because the command, the king's court recognizes that, hey, we should have this city back. It belongs to us. It's an embarrassment for us not to have it. Right. So the, our, our pride is hurt because of this. Right. So I think the idea is that pride is something that rots, can rot a kingdom, can rot a soul, can rot a person. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, you see the false commander. Like the false commander was already kind of crooked, weird, and bad anyways. Yeah. But you felt like he may have some good intentions until right. you get to the end of the movie and realize, yeah, he's, he's, no, he's gone. Yeah. He's far gone. Um, and the actual rot of trying to get the city back, of trying to be, show the world that you're more than what you are. 
ends up in pure devastation. Right. People are getting killed left, right, and center. Right. Um, but yeah, I think pride rots. Yeah. Well, I thought like is more so is more so pointing to like identity. Like identity is identity is shown by your choices. I think that's one of them too. Yeah, because like even that's the thing with the uh, madam at the like, like it's kind of prefacing that she's gonna have to make this choice, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and and I think the choice is for for the madam who is she going to be? Who is she going to be? Um, is she going to? Is she going to be basically quote unquote you know the wife of a, of of the false commander? Or is she going to be someone who's going to, you know, kind of be against the false commander, basically, like to tell the truth? Yeah. Like she has a choice to to lie or tell the truth. And if she lies, she's going to be with the false commander whom she has affection for. Yeah. Or tell the truth in which, you know, basically the false commander will probably die. Right. Um, and not, and, and actually te- technically, um, because she can technically in that situation become queen because that was the whole plan mm. of the commander. The commander yeah. was to, to take over the throne, the throne yeah. basically, right? Yeah. So basically she stays with the false commander. She becomes queen or she doesn't, you know, and uh, in essence stays true to her, technically her husband. Um, because the reason why I, I bring that up is because of the false commander's um, identity issues yeah. and also his desire to be... um back home and just the discussion that the madam has with him about you know like who like who he is and that comes up yeah no i i don't disagree with you on that i would only because i was thinking about this also last night when uh the other night when i when i watched it is that i do think identity in terms of a a prison Mm -hmm. is there so what i mean by that is that there's the commander lost some way in a dungeon type scenario right um but he's a real commander but while the fake commander Sorry. So the real commander is trapped in a dungeon hiding away. Right. While the fake commander is trapped in the real commander's identity. Right. Right. So the, the level of being, ever so slightly, the levels of, of, of the idea being that one could be trapped, not your point, trapped within a false identity. Mm-hmm. One could be trapped within a scenario that they don't want to be in, but they feel obligated to be in for whatever reason, for, for love, right. for family, for whatever the case may be. Right. And so I do agree with you. Identity is, I think, is a major issue there as well. Um, but I would look at it more along the lines between the two commanders. Yeah, because the thing is, like, the whole thing, even the theme of, like, a shadow. Like, I am just, like, when he says he's a shadow, he's saying, basically, I don't really exist. Yeah. Right? So, like, what is it for him to actually exist? Yeah, right? what is existence? It, yeah, what is existence? And and I think effectively you're saying, no, it's the choices that he he makes, right? Him taking his own hold of his own mm. destiny, mm. you know, more so than anything else, mm-hmm. right? And that's what the commander's trying to do, right? Like by using the shadow, like he's trying to take control of, you know, destiny and even eventually take over the kingdom, right? And then um, I think the, the false commander is trying to like, he is struggling with um, his identity and the direction of life that he wants to to even go in. And I think the interesting aspect about it as well is that the false commander said at one point, um, there can be no shadow without a form. Right. Right. And it kind of delves into like, is it Plato? I think it was Plato. One of the philosophers that, that talks about form and substance and stuff like that. It's actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then along lines, it switches up and the false commander says, well, he, you know, the, a shadow doesn't need a form. Right. Uh, the shadow can exist in of itself, which doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah, practically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that was the one thing I was like, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think part of the idea is that, or part of the question, a question I would have is that what happens to a shadow when the form is gone? So when the right. false commander dies, what happens to the shadow? Right. And so the movie kind of examines that. Once the original is gone, it's projection. Mm-hmm. The false commander pretty much is, is a real commander's projection into the kingdom. Right. What is it? Still the identity issue. Right. But framing along the lines of shadow and light, what is it? The shadow doesn't exist. The form is gone. But at the same time, he still uh, maintains the appearance of being the commander. Right. After the commander is no longer in the picture. Right. So in a sense, the shadow has become the form. Yeah, right. And that's And I think that's 
part of even what the ending of the movie is, is yeah. that what he has, yeah, he has basically does become the form, um, just in general. Um, I like the battles. That was in okay. It. I like the battles in it. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, when I saw the trailers, I was expecting a lot more. Yes. I, I, I feel the, the trailer did a wonderful job in getting my attention. Right, right, right. Wonderful job getting my attention. Yeah, just even just like the, but, the blade umbrellas. Yeah, not, that is a new not thing. practical in the slightest, but very cool to see on, on screen. Well, that, that's like, I used to read this comic called, uh, Blade of the Immortal. Yeah. And it's about, um, this, um, kind of wandering samurai who can't die yeah and uh he just um he uses like all these like different weapons like just crazy kind of outlandish swords and stuff like that and at the back of each like like copy of the comic they'd actually go like no historically this did exist yeah historically this like and it'd be like crazy stuff and i'm like no, no this existed that existed yeah. this and, i'm looking and, at i'm looking and, at but why, why i'm saying yeah. that is that the idea behind you know like the kind of like outlandish the outlandish weapon like like it it, it feels like it, it fits because it's always trying to like okay what crazy thing can we make that would be like devastating and, and crazy but it's like not devastating crazy like devastating and really efficient but it always looks ends up looking like outlandish and crazy like outlandish it, and crazy and that's what the umbrellas were for me it, was it like, fits within the movie it's yeah. just how they use it at one point wasn't practical. What do you mean, like the the sliding down the? Yeah, they jumped on umbrellas made of blades. Yeah, and rolled them down the the. Yeah, nah. Because hold on, they had they, they had a blade umbrella up top, a blade umbrella they could slide the on. On, the sitting on blades. And then the sitting on blades. They're not sitting on blades. They're sitting on blades. They're not sitting on blades. They're sitting on blades. I, I, I just they sat on blades. They didn't sit on. They blades. They should have got cut. No, no, they didn't sit on blades. Okay, they didn't sit on blades. All right. On the inside is probably dull. Now, and then and then they had like crossbows. No. Yeah, it was, it the was, crossbows were cool. Yeah, the crossbow, the hand crossbows, the hand crossbows were cool. That that was pretty. That uh, was pretty uh, dope. Cool. So, uh, but yeah, no, I I thought I liked the umbrellas a lot. That what got my attention as well in the trailers. But yeah, the, the, it wasn't. It didn't wasn't as much like battles and stuff. It like wasn't that. as much battles. It yeah, I just didn't. It but, didn't meet my expectation. But it wasn't a bad movie. I liked the movie, but this it wasn't. I this is my fault. I hyped up my expectations a little bit too high. I try to right. keep very low expectations when I watch movies. Right. So I don't get disappointed. Um, and I saw this trailer. I was like, "Oh, this looks really good." Yeah. And I thought there'd be a little bit more to it, a little bit more, yeah, a little more battles, a little more fighting, a little more. Um, like that didn't technical battles. I, well, I actually like that, like because it felt Shakespearean to me at the end. Did yeah, yeah. Well, no, but just in in general, like even the setup, the initial setup when they did like they revealed like the commander and the false commander. I was like, "What? What am I watching here?" This feel it felt like very like I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but like, it's like dark. There's, there's a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And it, I think I want to call it the Man the Iron Mask. I think it yeah. was. Oh well, it may not be the movie, but is that the movie? Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. the movie. And I'm, it's not the original. I'm sure there's like other there's, yes. there's other versions of it. But um, that's what I remember off the top of my head. And the same thing. You had uh, I think a prince or a king, or whatever. Yeah, right. Kind of bad. Yeah. And he had a twin brother or twin right. some sort. Right. Who always had an iron mask on in prison. Yeah. And to freed him to replace him with the, with yeah. the original king. So right. that came to mind immediately when I saw that. But yeah, yeah Shakespearean most definitely. I think near the, for me at the end is really, it reminded me a lot like Hamlet. Yeah. It's right. Like, well, without spoiling anything, like everyone dies. It's like a, it's a semi tragedy. Yeah. Cause it's tra- a tragedy. Shakespearean's like everyone's dead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot I'm of thinking of Hamlet. Like Hamlet, like pretty much everyone dies at the end of Hamlet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Hamlet, right? Because even like the Hamlet. thing with um, like the thing with uh, the commander, like he was very like it's funny. It's called Shadow, and the false commander is viewed as Shadow, but the commander he was kind of like, like somewhat otherworldly in a sense, like very mm-hmm. ghost like. Yeah, you know, just like. And him having to actually live in the shadows. Exactly. And becoming know? a shadow of his former self as well. Right. Yeah. So it's just really like that imagery it's, is just very interesting well, and that, cool. But well, that's the thing though, right? Because you're looking at it is is that people know him of being a great commander. Right. And now when you see him, he's nothing like his former self. Right. So he's become a shadow. Right. Right. And he has propped it up a new form, a new original as it were. Right. In the false commander. So I like. After watching the movie, that was was going back and forth in my mind. The yeah. idea between you know yin and yang, yeah. yin and yang is it presented like um, negative, positive, dark and bright. Right. It presented throughout the movie, visually and every every which way. Right. 
and so thinking about it, like, yeah, there's, 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 there's a man trapped in himself, a man trapped in shadows, and one man's trapped in literal shadows. No, actually, sorry, let me phrase that. Both men are trapped in shadows. Yeah. One trapped, the commander is trapped in the shadow of his former life, and the false commander is, is, is trapped in the shadow of the original commander's life. Right. Right. So they're all both kind of overshadowed by a life that was once lived that's no longer being lived. But right. he's one of them now. Right. And so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I like to play on that idea. Um, and so if, if, I think if that was, articulated in some form a little bit better mm. it would improve the experience for me of watching the movie right um the battles even the one-on-one battles or the even the major conflict that happens yeah could have been done a little bit more yeah um i liked the opposing army the uh the chief commander of the opposing yes, enemy. Yeah. I liked him a lot. I liked his performance. Yeah, he was great. He was good. He was fun. I know I've seen him somewhere before. I can't remember where. I would like to have seen him and his son a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um, and I found the king's sister to be incredibly annoying and bratish. No. I, she was I, a brat. I, I thought she was fine. Nah, she was she, a brat. She, she's a G in this movie. At the end, yeah. She's, yeah, a, she's a G. She showed up with a girl. Yeah. No, I'm, but, but even that, though, it kind of... I think the movie should have been. I say this a lot. I think the movie would have would have bettered uh, if it was extended by twenty thirty minutes. If this um, was, a, I would say for I would say for the ending, I could agree with you. Maybe by five ten minutes. Um, because I, that's my one kind of dislike for the movie is okay. I didn't like. I didn't like how quickly they resolved everything. I felt it was too. I felt it was too. Like um, Kurt, I didn't mind it actually. I felt it's too. I felt it's just the pacing was a little bit off for me. I felt it's just a little bit too, um, yeah. Just no, like, you know, like it's just. I'll say this: when the battle begins, from the battle begins to when the movie ends, I didn't mind the pacing at all. I didn't mind the pacing throughout the movie. No, it's, I, it's it's only I think where exactly that I had an issue with. It's not expanding the princess's, uh, the king's sister's story a little bit more, flushing yeah. that out a little bit because it's her popping up in places. You know, she's she just pops up here and there, and we don't find any real connection as to why she's there or nothing. She's not a character who is um, explained at all, right? All right, in 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 any real. I don't, but I don't think that's even really necessary. But she, but, but she becomes a major part of the story, though. It's the only thing. Well, no, I don't think. I think the theme is like one of the themes is um, basically the country's like self-respect because they're at they're in yeah. a low they're in a low time yeah, yeah I get right that. yeah um so i i'm okay with her not being fleshed out because she really just develops one of those like one of those like all those all those characters are answering that kind of theme of self-respect except right? for her no she well she, she, no, she no sorry she, you for that she does but it's not done as well as anybody else. No, but that's that's the point. The point is not necessarily that she has to have more time to answer that question. The point is is that when this character is faced with that question, so we see her, she's faced with that question, and then we see how she responds to it. I get that. Yeah. No, so, I, I get that. That makes sense. I get that. But I think this still needs to be a little bit. I'm not asking for another half hour just for her. Yeah. But I'm thinking at least one to scenes a dialogue here and there or shows something that shows her movement throughout the movie because you don't see her throughout the movie you don't know her role in the movie until the end till not till no the I, last I think part you, of the movie I think you do she's just she's just there she's and then she becomes something there. significant no she I, is she's just there she's at the beginning not just there. she's just there during one well, of the trials it's, it's also and also, then she becomes significant and when the uh, the 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 fault the, the opposing king um makes a uh, a disrespect towards her yeah and that, then then her profile kind of ups and then she's like a well, G it's, it's in the not, end. It's not even that. I think it's it's her in relation to the king because the king is the main the king is the main character and his decision propels her to like so like the king like so la- it's his lack of disclosure to her about his decision. It's not even the, it's not even lack of discre- it's not lack she, of she she said she yells at him. Yeah. What's your plan? What's your plan? And she runs out the room. Right. But it's not that. It's what it is is the the um, the princess character, and this is this is going into spiraling into something else. She's totally a secondary character, but it's how the king the how the king views um his sister. She is his cherished kind of possession, 
not possession, but like she's his um cherished person. You know, like that is like in essence him. Which, have, you, which you don't get until the end of the movie. No, you get it even from when okay. when you when you first no, get that. Okay, when he's at the court and she's actually giving him yeah, like giving advice. She's giving advice. That's not that's not like at the end of the movie. That's random. That's not random. It was random. It's not random. It, it was completely random. And even random. you see, even at the beginning, he she even is caution like not caution the king, but she actually presents like an opposing view that the king actually does listen to as well too. If she started off the movie like that. She she did no she did it she did barely barely she did her bradish behavior was more apparent than she did like, what you're describing right now at the beginning did. of the movie yeah she warns him here warns him there but it was so sporadic and random it's not sporadic it, it, and it random. is it's sporadic and random it's not sporadic and random I want everyone I, to I, watch the movie watch the movie because it's good first off yeah but watch the, the movie and good. let us know is the princess. Just behavior and 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 appearance throughout the movie sporadic and random. Yeah, she pops up. She's like a duppy. She just she, pops she up. Doesn't, it's she like, doesn't pop up. She does. Okay. She, she she pops up everywhere. I saw her in the the haunting of Hill House as one of the ghosts. <laughs> she <just laughs> pops up randomly <laughs> anywhere she wants. No, but basically what I'm saying, basically what I'm saying is that all of them have to kind of relate to this to this theme. Yes. Yes, I can give you that. Um. I don't think that her role really, like, her role really changes. It's, I think, in terms of all of the people in general, in terms of wanting to assume back their pride, all of them have that same desire and all of them are exhibiting that in, like, in that ways. desire for, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that aside, I did feel that in terms of the ending, I felt the, there's a throne room sequence. I felt that was not paced out as well and especially because since all of that is leading up to because remember they set up that madame is going to be making a decision right mm. and the, <coughs> excuse me that question like that she's going to answer that she gets to at the end it's not really given just i I just felt it just needed a little bit more time to breathe just to show like that resolution because mm. i just felt everything was a little bit convenient like everything was just very convenient. Okay, that is true. Right, this betrayal that happens, this happens, and yeah, then now one, she has to that, make the decision. That one betrayal came out of nowhere. You have to right. make that one came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, and that's and that's what I and what I meant in terms of the that specific ending part leading to Madam's decision at the end. Mm-hmm. It just felt that it's just a little. Everything was just a little bit convenient, even though everything the groundwork was kind of. Laid. So let me ask you a question. So the first patrol that's re- that's that's un- unveiled in the last part of the movie, mm-hmm. I think he was a, a councilman or confidant of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What role did I play in in the storytelling? Like, what what was the significance of that? Story story wise, what was the significance of yeah. the f- the first betrayal? Yeah, like that, the, that's un- that's uncovered. Like the counselor. Yeah. Well, it shows that um at that point, like because the king's fun- smarter than. Yeah, the king okay. is a lot like he's a lot smarter than people take him give him credit for. Do do you think though there should have been some level of indication of a betrayal by him of, of in some way? Like did you ever think throughout the whole movie that there is a um a traitor yeah in the mist? Maybe well, not, not maybe not the counselor specifically, but just in general. Was that ever insinuated throughout the movie that there might be a traitor? Um, no, not necessarily. I would just, I would probably appeal to saying that, like how the, sometimes how the commander was, how his commander was moving in terms of making certain decisions. Like there was a level of dissent in the kingdom because that's even the whole thing at the initially, right? Like how the false commander goes to Jing City to set up the duel. Yeah. And the commander and the king's like, wait, hold on a second. Yo, guys, I'm the king. I'm saying we're supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so there that level of descent is is there is, is there yeah that's, that's apparent yeah yeah that's in between those those two characters i don't think it was necessarily inconsequential necessarily I'm not saying that yeah. but it seemed to come out of nowhere mm-hmm. you know it, it serves a purpose in terms of showing that the king is wiser than we believe yeah fine but it seemed to pop up out of nowhere that this this trusted councilman mind you he seemed kind of shitty from day one right right but not necessarily to the to the extent of of being a traitor, um, 
at that moment because he wasn't a traitor at the beginning of the movie. Right. He became one halfway near the end. Yeah. Right. So if 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 the fact that he was a traitor from from the beginning of the movie before the movie began till now, fine. But it's only on the occasion in which the king uh, initiates contact with with right. with the uh, with his enemy is that it's revealed. Then near the end of the movie, it's revealed that oh, he betrayed him at that moment. Yeah. It seemed kind of spontaneous. Seemed kind of well, well, not even. Well, it's it's pushed it, in. it comes down to focus, though. Then what was actually the like the betray like the battle at the battle at uh, Jing City? Yeah, that's not this is that's not the really the focus. We're seeing the, the yeah the, okay. we're seeing the effect. Yes, of, no, it's fine. Of, yeah, we're seeing the effect of what's going on in the court because really what's happening is like the false commander coming to the court, trying to get this bat. Like it's really just all the political maneuvering that's going on between. The fault, like being the false commander, the real commander, and and the king, of, and and the king, and the king, right? Okay, like it's a, like it's a battle between those two, and everything is just consequences. Uh, yes, basically, right? No, but but my point is this, though. So when it's revealed that the councilman, the close confidant of the king, yeah, is a traitor, he's not the <sighs> oh, like, whoever the, the the man he talks to a lot, yeah, the councilman, you reveal that he's he betrayed the king, right? The councilman's betrayal begins at uh at the point in the movie in which the king is trying to make con trying to make peace right. with his enemy. Right. And he sends the councilman then to make a deal. Right. Which happens, I think, halfway through the movie, approximately. Right. When it's revealed that he betrayed him at that point, mm-hmm. it seemed very sudden and out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's no indication, no setup for that whatsoever. I don't mind surprises in the movie, but there is nothing to indicate this. It's in very ad hoc. Right. Only to prove in that element or that, that, um, I guess device was only put in there to show that the king is smarter than we realized. Yeah. Well, because maybe not only, it's not only just that. I think like, that's that, what the reason was there. Well, I don't think it's just for, that re- it's it's to show that there's dissent, like it's a further it's further dissent with it because it, it's, it's, it's okay. Fr- it reveals dissent, but that's it's that's well, happenstance. That's happens. It's a fit. I think ideal. I think primarily is to show that the king is more clever than anybody else realized. Mm-hmm. I think that's a primary purpose. Yeah, dissent like, is there, because, but, but primarily to show oh the king is smarter because he he figured out that this council person. Is is a is a a double agent or whatever? Well, he already he already he already knew, and because when I found when they actually revealed that that he actually knew, that I was like, okay, well, this guy kept he kept this guy in the court this whole time, yeah, and he and he knew that he was um giving information and they used him to smuggle information to them, yeah, yeah, and he he used that information and also he already had his he already did actually have a plan to take back Jing City. Okay, that so, he didn't tell anybody either as well too. All right. So, okay. So for the sake of clarity, at least on my part, for so people can understand where I'm where I'm at. The movie's good. I enjoy the movie. Go watch the movie. Visual is good. Story is good. Themes are there. That's interesting to think about and reflect on. Not a big fan of the princess, the king's sister, but mm-hmm. she's what she is. She's inconsequential. The king, though, mm-hmm. and I think I, I alluded to this earlier to, in, in the episode. The king is supposed to be more clever than we realize, more in control than we realize. Mm-hmm. Right. And the battle is between him and the false commander. Primarily, right. those are two opponents. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably fighting for the same thing, yeah, but fighting but against in, each other's egos. In, right. My issue is that in the last 20 minutes of the movie, approximately, maybe last half hour, that's when we're seeing the significance, the intelligence, the leadership of the king at that point. We're not seeing good leadership at the beginning. We see good ideas, but we don't see representation of a strong leader. Granted, he's playing a part. Mm-hmm. He's pretending to be more ignorant than he actually is. Mm-hmm. Fine. And that's, that's fine. Right. And I guess I'm, I'm agreeing with you in terms of pacing at this point. That everything is kind of coming at us like an avalanche in terms of who the king is, who he really is, what he's really capable of, and what he's been doing. Right. And it's coming out pretty suddenly, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Even though I liked the throne room ending, yeah, 
I, I thought was was good. Leading up to that, before I ever started dying, I thought it was a little bit rushed in terms of not rushed, sorry, like a lot was coming at us pretty quickly, mm-hmm. all at once, right? Um, and and that's kind of indicated from when he revealed who the traitor was in his court to the moment in which, you know, like I said, people started dying in the court. Right. That's, I guess that's just my stance in that regard. That makes sense. Right, right. No, no, that makes, no, that makes sense. I just would think about just the movie in general, that it is more like, yes, there is a plot about this character is wants this objective. They want to take back Jing city and stuff like that. I just think that, there's overall like a th- themes that are being portrayed and these characters are feeding into, you know, the themes into the said themes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so in terms of, um, like say the, the, the King's sister and stuff like that. And, and, um, also, you know, the, the counselor and stuff like that, the counselor thing, I, I can give you that, um, like it initially it was like, okay, why like why is this factor in here because it's just like it's just showing that this kingdom is is a mess because that's even when the the other commander who has jing city he's saying yeah these guys are all falling apart this kingdom is done Mm -hmm. like we already have information from that court Mm -hmm. so really even when the king reveals that he knows who the traitor is it's really him showing that no no i'm more in control than you guys actually think and even that's kind of like his theme about trying to bring down the pride of the commander also like in wanting him to play the the zether and stuff like that yeah also him testing his wound and stuff like that and and you know saying that like um kind of trying to test him you know with like checking his wound and giving him like there's always these stop points where the king is like okay well he's not establishing his rule he's just he's like he's maneuvering within his own his own court stuff like that Um, to in essence, I think show that he's in control because that's I think that's his issue where people think he's like kind of like a buffoon type king basically, and he's trying to maneuver to show that he's still in control. And you seeing even later on, it's not a big thing, but it's showing that he at least has a has a plan. He has this self respect or pride that he's trying to work out as well too in a very kind of duplicitous way, even the through the piece. Yeah. Because that's why he's pr- he's pushing for peace at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? But when the chancellor has revealed that he's really been using the chancellor to feed them information, because right. he actually does even say that we would have had the the city eventually because I was actually feeding information to them. Yeah, you know, so like the king had already had a plan to take the city, but it was preempted by the commander. That right, my, the commander's it, it plan. It reminds me of, of the Last Jedi, where Poe Dameron begged Leia. Tell him what the plan was to escape the empire, uh, or the. You're, you're talking about a movie that shall not be named oh, anymore. Sorry. This movie, this movie, I, I'll say where I stand. This movie is a good movie. Well, I like this movie the thing. a lot. When I watched Shadow, I thought about Star Wars. I'll really? You, no, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because was was this movie? Yeah, was this movie. Because it shows. Yeah, I think it was this movie. Um, it actually shows a threat. Was it this movie I was thinking of? So maybe a different movie I was thinking of. You know, maybe it's a completely different movie I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, because <laughs> but something about something about the shot reminded me of Star Wars, but in a positive way. Okay, or okay, in, okay. in a way, in a way that, or something that shot that Star Wars should be using. Right. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. Anyways, I'll just make something up on the spot. So it shows us, um, credible threats of individuals. Right. right. I know your when your issue, issues are uh, is that in Star Wars, the Empire or the First Order rather. Yeah, First Order. We don't know why they're so bad. Right. Like, yeah, just blow up a couple of planets, but big deal. Yeah. Um, here, it, it, not as much the kingdoms are bad or not, but yeah. the, how dangerous individuals are. Right. Cause for years, okay, for instance, for years, Darth Vader was a big bad guy. Right. We don't see him kill anybody for the first few movies. Right. But some, for some reason, he's a big bad guy that we all should fear. Yeah. Until we see Rogue One and Rogue One, we see, okay, yeah, he's a bad man for real. Yeah. Here, in terms of the false commander, even though he doesn't, f- we don't see him fight much. He fights, but we don't see him fight much. Right. We see and recognize that he's someone to be feared. Right. We recognize that this person is dangerous, but 
it's 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 his attitude. I think I just contradicted myself, but it's his attitude and his fighting prowess that is revealed, even in short glimpses, that yeah. he is the most he's incredibly dangerous person, especially since he's dying, especially since he's disabled, and especially when you see the last part of the movie. Are we spoiling it? I don't want to spoil. No, no, do I don't it. want to spoil this. One okay, because, because I like I like because this movie. something happens at the end of the movie with the with the com- with the real commander that I didn't see coming. Yeah, I like oh snap, that's dope. Yeah, right. And so on that, and I think that was one of the things that kind of Star. Wars. I don't know Star Wars is on the brain for some reason, but just showing identifying credible threats, letting us know the stakes are high. Right, and the stakes are legitimate. Mm-hmm. And I think because, like you said, I think we both agree on this that the movie is Shakespearean yes. in essence. Yes, exactly. I think I got that near the end. You, you picked up a lot earlier than I did, yeah, but yeah. near the end, for me, it, it reminded me because when I think of Shakespeare, I think of I think of everyone dying at the end. Yeah, right. Um, the two kids that kill themselves, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like two kids. That I don't. Kill themselves. I don't like Romeo and Juliet yeah. personally. I'm a Hamlet guy, but so that very poetic. And yeah. the movie is very poetic. Yeah. And even with um again going back to Star Wars, George Lucas said in terms of uh his movies are are um I think they're circular or there's a rhythm to it. Yes. Or rhyming type of element to it. Yeah. The shadow has that rhyming yes. element. You know, in, in, in certain Chinese philosophy and culture, you have the yin and yang, yeah, the light and dark, the positive and negative, the interchanging of these things. Yeah, just uh, happening the through movies. Beautiful. And, and and the contrast between the black and white and the, the people who are in color yeah. and the blood that are in color. Is there anything that's flesh? Anything that's human or alive rather is in color. So right. blood and skin. Yeah. Everything that's not, it's gray and, and white. It's, I wonder if that's showing, if that's trying to be philosophical in terms of, right. um, all matter is, is, uh, I don't know, bad, negative, gray, or dark, right, something right, like that. Right. Yeah, and all things that are alive are alive are 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 the good, right? Right, and then if if a man is always encompassed in shadows and darkness, does he then take on the elements that he's encompassed in? I don't right, know. Right, right, I'm making right. stuff up at this point. Yeah, but it's a lot of things to think about from this movie. I expect movies that make me think. Yeah, no, I I, I really like this movie. Like I said, I only had my one down thing about it, but overall, I. Really, really enjoyed it. It reminded me of like a Kurosawa movie, in the, mm. in, a, in a lot of ways, which is like, oh, explain awesome. explain who he is and some movies he's done. Just oh, so people know. sorry. Okay, well, Kira Kurosawa, basically, you know, a super famous uh, uh, Japanese director, inspires a lot of uh, directors in the modern day film industry, like George Lucas, like George Lucas. Yeah, you know, Steven Spielberg, stuff like that. Scorsese, yeah, yeah, Scorsese. Um, he did directed Seven Samurai, uh, Yojimbo. Uh, ran, you know, um, a lot of these movies. Just for, see, just for some, a little bit of context, Seven Samurai was then uh, remade into Magnificent Seven. And if you've seen A Bug's Life, you've seen that story. If you know Westerns, if you've seen um, A Fistful of Dollars, Clint Eastwood movie, that's based off of Yojimbo. Um, um, what, what's the... He also directed kind of like the first kind of courtroom drama, basically. I don't remember what it's called, but um, I'm talking yeah, about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't remember the, I can't recall the movie as well too, but it's basically about, um, yeah, them investigating a murder in the forest where there's even like eventually an exorcism where they bring the guy back to figure out who, who murdered him. That sounds cool. It was actually really, really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, um, it just had that feel of, of like epicness and just really well done storytelling, just even just the movement of, the characters and just staging, like just everything's just firing on all cylinders in this movie. Um, like this is a movie that I would get behind people watching. Like I'd say, yeah. like I, I think it adds to the, the art form of filmmaking in general. Yes. Yeah. It adds something to it that we, and, and even recently, um, I think it's funny. It's, it's not by and large, but we're seeing a lot more inventive, movies creative. coming out mm-hmm. yeah like creative movies inventive movies coming out which is actually quite good well actually you know what i i will push back on that i think these movies have already have always been around mm. just never pushed the forefront and sometimes we don't we don't see it right we're not in the places to hear it or see it unless you do some digging and whatnot because it's just by happenstance i stumble on the shadow right right um and we both thought mother's brooklyn yeah which is i think i think right now you and i um, are seeing more good movies than 
um mundane movies yes you're right yes. i'm not saying we see movies that are trash but we see movies that are actually like i like mother's broken we talked about it in our last uh few episodes ago yeah not the most exciting movie yeah um but i liked it yeah and i say you know what it's a good movie um this good movie i liked it got me thinking yeah arctic i enjoyed it um and, and another movie that we'll, we'll talk about eventually as well that we saw movies and it, we're yeah so we're seeing now more and more movies that are coming out that aren't big well probably are big budget but not in every cinema across the world right um there's not necessarily getting the promotion it is or being talked about as much as as we may think should be talked about um now that kind of the marvel stuff is kind of slowing down a bit and dc stuff is slowing down a bit right i i think well you and i have more time to talk about yeah we want to kind of talk about these sorts of movies because yeah like, I, I would recommend like if you can see um you know mm-hmm. shadow please shadow. see it it's it's a great movie check out mother's brooklyn check yeah. out you know yeah and it's it's, it's interesting this on side it's interesting that big studios are putting out these big big movies lion king aladdin yeah and I can care less about these movies. Right. They're boring. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, some of them are boring. Some of them are like, yeah, like, you, you know our grabs about Star Wars and you know our grabs about Marvel movies. Won't repeat them. Um, but even some of the DC stuff that we liked. Yeah. We're like, yeah, it's good. Right. Hmm. And then that's it. You know, right, it's right, good right. for a day. And that's it. So Shadow's good. Something for me to think about afterwards. Mother's Brooklyn, likewise. Ever since we saw Mother's Brooklyn, I've been thinking about it. Mm. Um, and uh, hopefully we continue watching good movies well into, uh, well, let me phrase that, watching movies of great interest. Yes. That inspires. Yeah, definitely. That's our episode. you have anything else to say, Philip? Yeah, well, I have a couple things to say. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, a couple of things to say <laughs> is that um, if you have seen The Shadow or um, let us know what you think. You can reach us on Twitter at at after underscore watch on twitter and if you want to email us you can email us at the afterwatch at pm.me we are on your all podcast purveyors your itunes your google plays your 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 anchors your stitchers we're all over the place you can even call us phil what's your phone number uh it is blah 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 <laughs> well um that's it for our episode today and uh always remember after watch rocks the world autobots transform and roll out 